Hello, everybody, and welcome to Knights of the Pageless Library. We are a little podcast that's dedicated to reviewing audiobooks. I am Bo Knight. And I am Ryan Knight. And today we are taking a look at The Beautiful Thing That Awaits Us All, written by Laird Barron and read by Ray Porter, which is, right. I feel like it's kind of a mistake that we did this one so soon. Uh, yeah, and it was a it was definitely a mistake on my part because I had already started listening to this book, so I suggested that we listen to this one. Did you uh, know it not, was Laird Barron at the time when you were listening to I, it? I don't think I did. When I started it, I didn't realize that it was Laird Barron. That was the biggest mistake that I made in suggesting it. So, yeah, as as always, this book, we got it from Audible. I think it is, it's only available from Audible, too. So you can't really get so. it anywhere else. I don't know if they have like a if they have the Laird Baron market cornered, but maybe they do. They might. Which, I mean, if if that's all he does, like if he chose to only sell his books to Audible, I mean, you could do worse. So <laughs> true. Very very true. Yeah, so you could pick this one up right now. Let me just double check. Uh, looks like you could either get it for free. If you sign up for Audible, or you could pay twenty four ninety five for this one. Uh, yeah, and this book originally it was written in two thousand thirteen, but the Audible version came out in two thousand eighteen. Oh, okay. Um, so Laird Barron, as everybody kind of found out from the last book that we did of his, is kind of known for this like uh, anthology sort of horror short story type of stuff. I think yeah. that's kind of his bread and butter. Just looking at a lot of his other titles, I think there's quite a few that are little anthology collections of stories versus like one long book. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, he... I one thing I think about listening to these back to back is like I really kind of figured out his story structure because oh, yeah they're almost all the same sure and, and that's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing right but I I would definitely agree with that I know exactly what you're saying yeah so what do you think so like to me the biggest difference between this and occultation is the narrator what did you think about Ray Porter sure um I. I thought Ray Porter actually did pretty good. I think he's, he's great, actually. I think he's really good. Um, he, because, so this book, comparative to Occultation, has m far less stories. The stories yeah. are much longer in this one compared to Occultation. Um, so I thought he did, even though he didn't necessarily have to have as many characters, as like an occultation, there was a ton of different stories introducing different characters a lot. Uh, I thought he did great because some of the stories too, uh, like the first one we're going to talk about, I mean, it probably has eight, eight characters or so that are having conversations all at the same time. And he did a great job putting yeah. some like Southern twang on some guys' voices and sticking to it. Like mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is, is I catch on if, if all of a sudden this guy was talking with a Southern accent and now he quits, I usually catch on to that stuff. And I thought Ray Porter did a great job of sticking to his characters. I thought it was pretty impressive. Yeah, I think he does a fantastic job. Sure. Um, I would actually hazard to say at this point that I, to me, he's probably the highlight of this book. So. Me too, but I don't think that's the book's fault. Right. And we'll get into that a little bit more here in just a minute. 
So as um, so... already said, this is like a collection of short horror stories. So it's they're they're all pretty short. I mean, they're not super short. I guess they're probably like what, like an hour a piece. These ones I actually think are slightly longer. I think the one that I looked at was close to three hours Holy long. Holy shit! One for one story. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think these ones are a bit longer. The overall length of this book is two, 12 hours and fifteen oh, yeah. minutes. Good. Um, how long was Occultation? Uh, right about the same. Occultation clocked in right at like twelve and a half hours. Okay. So. But I think each story in Occultation was about 45 minutes to an hour. Whereas I'm pretty sure even like this first story in this one is two and a half to three hours long. So, which I think is saying a lot considering two and a half to three hours. There are auto audio books that are that long period. Yeah. Like that's the whole story. <laughs> so yeah. Like lullaby, lullaby is shorter than that. Oh yeah, Lullaby was only 45 minutes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting a lot of stories here, I guess. If you're yeah, there's quite a good value, I would say. Maybe. I guess. I mean, I we'll get into it a little bit more after the spoilers on this one. Um So would you recommend this if you had not listened to Occultation? If I had not listened to Occultation? Mm-hmm. Like let's say yes. this is your first Laird Baron experience. I think I think I would recommend it only if you listen to Occultation first, to be honest. Okay. Interesting. Be because I felt like these stories were far harder to follow than the ones in Occultation actually were. They are. And I'm gonna say something bold. Almost all of them, I think, except for the first one, are worse. I okay, I I agree with that. Um, I yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more after the spoilers. But I do think that these stories, uh, overall feeling, I I liked them far less than I liked most of the stories in Occultation. And I I think like I I enjoyed this. But I, don't, I didn't enjoy it as much as Occultation. And I think Occultation is a better collection of his short stories. Sure. And to me, this feels like the leftovers that weren't good enough to make it into Occultation. And that and that very well could be. Um, I do agree. I think there are maybe two stories in this that I liked a lot. And the rest, I was just kind of meh. Like, they're okay. Um this book, just to get this out of the way, this is incredibly hard to follow. Oh, almost impossible. <laughs> I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to throw that out there. Exactly. This one is, I mean, and Occultation is pretty hard to follow. We talked about that in yeah. our discussion of that. But this we, one we is... around, but yeah. Right. But this one is even more difficult to follow. So... And... <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I just kind of got tired of, I think, the Laird Baron story structure as it went on. And I, th I think, to me, it was just too recent of having to listen to Occultation and then, like, this almost immediately following. We did have a sure. nice Harry Potter break, which was great. But, like, it was just – it I, I, I could almost, like, tell the story beats that were coming before they even happened. Sure. And and there are there are a lot of stories in this one that don't seem weird and odd, and then out of nowhere something weird and odd happens, and it's over. Yep. 
And I don't know, it, it didn't like it didn't feel earned. Like it like I don't know, there's there's a lot more creeping dread that's in occultation. And this is more like I don't know, like jump scary. I yeah, I would agree with that. Um uh, like I said, this I think if you're a fan of like hardcore horror stories, there is some decent uh there's some decent stuff to be had in this book. Uh, I think some of them are pretty good, pretty creepy, paint a pretty good picture in your head. Yeah, especially because, the first one. Yeah, because Laird Barron, one thing that we talked about before, he he definitely sets the scene for the most part. Oh, yeah, I he, mean, does, he does a great job. Yeah, he's he is drawing a picture in your head whether you want it or not. It's it's yeah. actually kind of cool. Um, but I agree that I felt a lot of these stories – especially the endings of some of these yeah. just just left me being like really that's the end yeah, like come like, come on like a real weak fart <laughs> exactly um but yeah that's i think those are the only people i could recommend this highly recommend this to and maybe this would be better if you listen to it before occultation but i would definitely recommend occultation over this book I, I agree. I think we started on like the the prime time, and then we went to the daytime TV with this. One. That's what <laughs> sure. it feels like. And so, like, mm-hmm. we're, of course, we're like, well, this isn't as good because it's it just it, it just isn't. Right. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So I guess we could pass the spoiler wall, but it's gonna be hard for me to remember things. Well, yeah. We'll we'll just talk about what we can kind of remember. Um, I. Yeah, I'm unfortunately having a hard time even coming up with a full list of each of these stories. So, unfortunately... The uh, only we... ones I really remember are the first one and the last one. Okay. So, all right. Uh, if anybody agrees or disagrees with us, too, please feel free to email us. kotpl.pod at gmail.com is the easiest way to get a hold of us at this point. Uh, and let us know your feelings on this book. You love yeah. it. You hate it. You think we're stupid? You think we got? You think it sounds like we have small teeth when we talk? Whatever what? you want. <laughs> Sorry, I ripped that off of another podcast. <laughs> I, what I did does think that it even was, mean? I don't know. I did How think it was great though. Sounds like they have small teeth. <laughs> no, dude. The Sorry, it was one of the hosts was hosting by himself, so he told people to email them and say that it sounds like the other host has tiny teeth. <laughs> I I thought it was great. What I I guess so, I don't understand the dynamics of that. I don't know. I I think that's is the that how you can like hear you can tell somebody's fat by the way they speak. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. So the first story in this one is called Blackwood's Baby, and Oops. hang on, sidetrack. Did did you know there's like a there's like a a myth about like not a myth but like a Cthulhu like a I think a Lovecraft story about like a like an eldritch deer an eldritch stag really is that what yeah. this is playing off of? yeah because it made no sense to me because i was like what stags are not spooky and evil what are you talking about sure. and i like looked into it and there's there's a bunch of stuff about that well and the interesting so this book i feel like you could probably listen to these stories about 10 times and you could come up with like the scene in It's Always Sunny where Charlie has all the things on the wall and he's drawing mm-hmm. yarn between them. Like that meme, you could come up with that for this this book and these stories oh, yeah, because easy. this first story 
Blackwood's baby ties into a later story that's set it at does? a different time. Yeah, because the one guy is that he is Blackwood so and so. That's that's like his family name. And if you listen oh, to Oh, you're right. If you if you listen hard to Blackwood's baby, they talk about a curse that is left because of this guy, Blackwood, whatever his name was. But that they bring him up in a later story. So the the interesting thing about all of these, I feel like these ones, especially compared to Occultation, which some of these stories have ties to Occultation too. They do, and they they say Occultation a couple times. Right, and they bring up uh, locations and names mm-hmm. and things from it. <laughs> but I feel um, like part of that is just where Laird Baron is from. <laughs> and, well, and which is fine with me to be honest, me too. because me too. That's I, not what I mean. I, I love that a lot of this takes place in the Northwest. I, too, I do love I that. I recognize a lot of things. Exactly. I recognize a ton of the names. And so it helps really, it helps cement these stories for me, which is awesome. Um, but even, I feel like in this small anthology of, uh, of the beautiful thing that awaits us all, a lot of these stories have yarn, you know, even if they're thin strings, they do t- all tie together where occultation was much more. Each story was its own entity a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though the broadsword comes up a bunch. It does. Yeah. The broadsword is uh, apparently a favorite of his. Yeah. Is I'll it have real to place? look that up. I, I don't know. That's what I was just going to say. I'll have to look that up and see if it's does like he an live in the broadsword. I'm going to, if he does, I'm going to find him and kill him. <laughs> because then that just pisses me off right (laughs) okay this first story you're gonna have to remind me it's like i can't remember the guy but they're going on a hunt right and they're like trying to get that they're like trying to hunt the specific d or stag but i can't remember like the guy wants them to but nobody's been able to kill it, right? And there have been tons and tons of people that have gone on expeditions to try and kill it, but nobody can. Everybody who seems to go winds up dying in, like, weird ways. Yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this one is that most people, uh, if they – yeah, they basically never come back from the hunt. But they, they're offering up a rifle, right, to who does it? It's like yeah. a special type of gun? Yeah, that's exactly what it is, is if I remember right. They – they're offering up this gun as like a reward for whoever bags Blackwood baby. Yeah, but it, it's a, it's like a special gun. I can't. There's something I can't remember, but there's something like it's it's either like exceedingly valuable or something like that. Right, and I think uh, several of the guys are like British, right, or European, and yeah, a couple the of main Americans. character is the main character, especially he's an American, right? Mm-hmm. And several of them are other Americans. So there's like, it's like six or seven guys though that are on this like expedition together. Yeah, and then there's like a team of, uh, I don't know what to call them. They have like dogs, and they're basically like assisting them on the hunt. Yeah, because there's the one guy and his, uh, like his assistant, um, that are leading the expedition, kind of like bringing these guys out on this hunt. Mm-hmm. So, all right, what – without getting into nitty-gritty details of this story, because this one's kind of hard. Um, it's super hard. But the story's pretty cool, actually. This, this one is one of my favorites of his. Yeah, because basically what ends up happening is they find this stag, 
and this thing is like huge and black and basically what we come to find out is this thing is like it's i almost picture it as like a possessed stag mm -hmm. from this other guy's presence so they fight they come across at one point and the dogs try to attack it and this deer freaking gores these dogs on its antlers and holds them up in the air yeah and like shakes them around before it throws them off and the one the leader of the expedition is even like he says i've seen the stags you know taunt the dogs before but this thing attacked these dogs yeah. like it went after the dogs which is not something a stag or a deer would do <laughs> like right. and one of one of my favorite scenes from this book is these like the our main character is talking to one of the guys and he's talking to the guy about another person who had been on the same expedition before and he was like yeah he died out here and he's like, oh, so the stag got him. He's like, no, he was he was riding his horse and he saw the stag and he tried to take a shot in the saddle and fell off his horse and hit his head. And he's like, yeah, the stag got him. Yeah, exactly. Because most things with this stag are tied to the de the death of the guys hunting it. Mm -hmm. And basically, too, our lead American character, he the what I got from it in the end is he's technically kind of in league with this thing. Yeah, right? he is. I, I, I guess. That's what I gathered from it. Right, because like, cause he came there because... It has something to do with like his brother, I thought. Was it his see, brother or like his friend? Oh, no, no. No, man. He he has the issue with it because he killed his brother. Oh, okay. On accident, remember? But it's something to do with like... It, it it's hard to explain. I get you'd ha you'd literally have to ask Laird where his head was at on yeah. this. But but a lot of these guys are drawn to this thing essentially because of their past. Like mm -hmm. they some of them have dark pasts, which our main character has a very dark past because he like shot him and killed his own brother with a loaded gun on accident when he was young. So it has something to do with like their killing nature essentially is what I get from it. Okay. Um, but basically in the end, a lot, quite a few of these guys die on this initial expedition, whether uh, they come in direct contact with the stag or not. Uh, quite a few bad things happen to him. Like the one guy eats some stuff and he gets the, gets the shits that night. And the next day he's just like dead. Yeah. But <laughs> like it's, 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 it can either be very direct ways they die or very indirect ways that they die. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, but at the end of the book, essentially, or the end of the story, excuse me, what happens is the last guy takes our main character hostage because he's the, uh, the main character or sorry, the, the leader of the expedition. It took his son, which was his mm -hmm. assistant. Blackwood's baby took his son. And so, he holds the main character hostage and says, I'm going to give you to Blackwood's baby in exchange for my son. This thing wants, it wants something. So they go to Blackwood's baby and they find this stag and it basically is just standing there. I can, I can really picture this though, this huge like black stag with all this like 
oh dude it, it's pretty cool picture <laughs> yeah i'll have to send you the artwork i've seen of this like eldritch stag because it's like exactly how he pictures how he paints the picture oh really okay mm-hmm. um yeah definitely send me that so he the leader of the expedition takes our main character to the stag and basically says i will give you this man in exchange for my son and at that point, the main character freaking gets up and knocks this dude out, knocks him silly. And this <laughs> the stag comes over and literally eats this dude's head because mm-hmm. our main character was basically in league with this thing the whole time. He's He is bringing people to it, essentially, is what I gather. So it can feed? That's what I understand. Okay. Because I didn't really understand at all. I don't, I don't fully get it. But that, that's like the conclusion I drew from it is that this guy is bringing people to this thing to feed them souls. Essentially, it's not necessarily eating them because it needs meat. It probably needs their like life force. Where did the stag come from, in the first place? Well, in a later story, they talk about this black woods guy, and they talk about the stag coming from this guy's. It's like a curse that he left on the land or something like that. Yeah, I, I like vaguely remember that, but I don't know. Okay. That's just it. We're I'm dead serious when I tell people this is hard to follow. If you're not oh, very smart like so me, hard. this one's pretty hard to follow. Yeah, I, I think a once through is not enough. No, I listened to this book twice, by the way. You did? I did. The second time I was on about 1.35 times speed just so I could finish it. But I did listen through it twice. And I, even after two times, this is still especially hard to to recollect uh, all the details of these stories. So what was the next story? So the next story is the Redfield Girls. This is the one where all the teachers go uh, like oh, on vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the daughter and the weird lake stuff. Yes. So okay. this story basically boils down to... Uh, these teachers normally would go on like a vacation together at the end of like the summer before school started. Um, and it's always somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, which I loved. He like names off all these towns. And I was like, Oh, I've been there. I've been there too. <laughs> I've been oh, there. I lived, I lived there. Like, <laughs> yeah, they talk so, about Astoria and Seaside. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, they always would go on this trip, right? And it would basically be like their girls kind of get away, their last little getaway before school yeah, started before back dealing up. with those fucking kids. Exactly. So, but on this specific one, uh, the one gal's niece yeah, flies in. Niece just like surprise shows up at her house, right? Yeah, from like France, right? Yeah, because she was going to school there because like her mom married a rich French guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she so, doesn't like the stepdad, but the stepdad's actually cool? Something like that? Yeah. I guess. Like, that's what I got. So they end up going to this lake, and I cannot think of the – oh, Lake Crescent. That's right. Okay. So they go to Lake Crescent, and they're, like, having their weekend, but they end up going on, like, a hike. They find, like, a boat tied up. And they're like, hey, let's all get in the boat. You know, let's go take the boat out for a ride. And some of them are like, nah, let's not do that. They're like, nah, it'll be fine. So like three or four of them get in the boat. They go out there and the freaking boat like sinks randomly on them. Yeah. It starts coming apart. 
Yeah, it like yeah, basically it like fills up with the water and sinks on them, and they're like, "That was weird. We definitely shouldn't do that again." And then we well, keep getting all these tidbits of how like, uh, how many horrific things happen like at this lake. <laughs> right, but we got to talk about the girl, the 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 daughter having the not the daughter, the niece having like the dreams of her aunt in the That's water. Right. right, she keeps seeing her in the water. That's right, and she's talking to her, but she can't understand what she's saying. Yeah. Which the aunt, the main character of the story, she's also been having these weird dreams, but she says she keeps seeing her sister drowning. Right. And or that'll come that up later. Like her sister. Yeah. So basically what happens is they uh, – because the, the boat sinking is like the final straw of this story, right, of this part. Yeah, and then yeah, and they don't. They end up not going on vacation again, I think. And then it like time skips. She she doesn't go. Yeah, they time skip, and our main character doesn't go on the next one, but her niece does, oh, right? Yeah, yeah and her, right. That's what I thought. Um, and her niece ends up drowning the next time around because they wreck their car off this specific point that they said a lot of cars wreck off of this into the water, and. It happens to them, like three or four of them, and her niece ends up drowning. Um, this one's super weird because then at the end she's like she goes there to like come to terms with it because her sister's like pissed off at her because she's like you should have been there for her, you should have kept her safe, and she's like talking to some dude who was a diver at the end and. Basically, she's like, yeah, I found out I was having this dream about my sister, but in reality, it was my niece the whole time that I was dreaming yeah. about. So, like, she was, like, telling the future of her niece dying, yeah, but, but she didn't. But, like, why? I don't know. This one I did not like at all. No, I didn't like I it I thought this either. one was kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it has even really a lot spooky. Of, it has a ton of, like, like, the time skips are very jarring. They're super jarring, and it's, like, the way that we explained it, it's, it is not that clear. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was and that was my best. Like it, yeah, I missed a ton. I missed a ton of shit. I know, but like, I feel like there are not that many story beats to this one either. Mm -mm. So mm. moving on from that one, uh, the next one is called Hand of Glory. <sighs> to be honest, I oh, this one is the dude, like the gangster guy, who's looking for the guy who killed his dad. Uh. I don't remember. I, the, were the girls getting hypnotized? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, gangster dude looking for the dude that killed his dad. Yeah, that doesn't, like, that doesn't ring any bells. <laughs> all I okay, so this one, the guy, the guy is yeah, he's basically like a gangster guy. He does like he does like shakedown stuff and all that kind of stuff. This one takes place uh, back in the day, like. Oh, it's, okay, yeah, okay, never mind. I do remember. Because in this one, he meets a guy named Blackwood. Right. That's the, this one is the one I think that ties to Blackwood's baby is the thing. Uh, this is one where he goes and he talks to the crones, and he gets the – or the crone. He crones because they all live in the house together, but then he gets like the – the little talisman thing and then oh, he goes right 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 he like he goes down there with all his boys yeah and his boys okay. end up like disappearing right and, and he, they like meet the other gang leader dude and he like makes some really good pancakes that's blackwood that's blackwood that he meets. okay yeah that's blackwood but blackwood is not the guy that he's actually looking for he's looking for 
like this other mob leader because he thinks this mob leader is who killed his dad. And supposedly the mob leader's trying to kill him too, right? Yeah, because he sends two guys after him, the long and the short, which I love their names. Yeah. But he he whips their ass. They shoot him, but he whips their ass. And so that's why he's like, oh, man, they're going to be pissed at me. But what this one boils down to is like super fucking weird at the end. Really (laughs) weird. And see, this is what I mean, where it's like it comes out of left field where there's like no weird spookiness going on. And then it just like comes up. I mean, they they yeah. mention a couple times it's like photographs. He he takes photographs to keep his life going. To yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's exactly the story. Yep. Yeah, because he goes and he meets this with this guy's son, and the son says that he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, people think my father steals people's souls, and basically he ends up shooting this dude. Our main character shoots this guy like in the leg because he wants to see this guy suffer because he yeah, knows he's they- a piece of shit. Right. Well, this guy ends up like falling down and he's like still talking to our main character and he shoots him like in the chest and he's bleeding out. And he's like, can I at least have the whatever talisman thing that the crones gave you? And he freaking gives it to him and the guy eats it and he's like, oh, alas, a fake. And he like dies. So I'm led to believe that this guy is some sort of weird like entity, but because he was scared of the talisman thing at first. Right. Before he knows fake. But then he like eats it and he still dies. <laughs> so I'm I really don't this story I thought was great up until about like the three quarter mark. And then I'm like Yeah, once this weird supernatural shit comes in, it's like, where did this come from? Exactly. Yeah, this one feels like it could have been like an actually good like nineteen fifties gangster mob story. Right. Up well, to you- that point. We forgot to mention the dude comes like doesn't the the guy he's actually looking for comes and sees him after killing his son, but he's like holding a weird like hand that's holding a candle, right? And then like he can't yep. move. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, it paralyzes him. him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he right. and he realizes the hand is his fucking dad's hand. Yeah. It's wearing like his dad's watch, right? Yep. Or or a ring or something. Or yeah, something like, something that, like yeah. that. I can't remember. He's wearing something like specifically only his dad would have. Right. And then I, I don't remember what happens after that. I think that's the like the end almost. Yeah. Like he, no, he awakens after that. But I couldn't, for the life of you, tell me like tell you exactly what happens after. Well, doesn't that. he tell him he's like he's like you're gonna die and you're not gonna know why. I thought he said yeah. something like that. Like and and then like the main character just like keeps going and then it just kind of ends. Like yeah. like you said, it's like wait, what? This is over. Exactly. This one, I feel like it could have been a huge, like it could have been a full book on its own. Like yeah. there's a lot of meat there, but there is a lot of meat. I just didn't feel like it was it was given enough time. I I really think. Mm, so what's next? The next one is called "The Carrion Gods in Their Heaven." Okay. And I'm trying to remember. Is, is this the one with the dude he's seeing the girl and she's getting hypnotized to stop smoking by some dude in the broadsword? No, that's towards the end. This is the How one. How many stories are there? <laughs> I'll tell you. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's uh, eight? Nine. There's nine stories. Okay. All right. So, but the carrion gods in their heaven. <sighs> this is the one where the girl 
got like thrown down the stairs by her husband, broke her leg because she has like a lesbian lover and her lover finds the uh, wolf's pelt in the forest. Oh, okay. So they're, they're like, they're like hanging out in the woods. Yeah. Where her, her, uh, this one was her, fucking weird too. It was super weird. I thought there was like a, a pretty cool story here. Like as far as sci-fi stuff or like spooky stuff goes. Cause the one girl's like, she's always wearing the freaking wolf pelt, like walking around. So I was like, yeah, this is creepy as shit. But then it literally is same thing. It turns out it like consumes her. Like it, it I, comes out of like left field, like the paranormal stuff. Well, I thought, okay. So yeah, let's skip over semantics. She like uses the cloak to turn into like a beast form. I thought because, yeah, she, because like, she like fucks up the old husband and like her, his crony that followed them. Yeah, she kills she kills the people that her her ex husband had sent after her, and then she I can't remember if she kills him I, I can't remember that I, I can't but I feel like it's it doesn't actually say but it's kind it, of implied right but at one point I just know so she finds the pelt in the woods right mm -hmm. she's always wearing it around whether it's well, a wolf's she, pelt or she whatever quote unquote finds it exactly um but. I just know the one part where she freaking takes it off and her skin comes off with it. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's pretty good. <laughs> but she she tries to change her the main character, right? Yeah, because she puts it on her. She puts the the pelt on her, and it like starts to freaking uh, consume her too. So there's something to this pelt that's like changing them as people. Right, it, it's. I think it's supposed to be from like some sort of epic beast. That could be, yeah. Because she says they found like a, a a hunting stand and some other stuff that like pisses them off because they like they're against like people hunting things. But then she finds this this pelt, and she's always like hanging out with it, and mm -hmm. she starts getting super weird about it. Which I thought that stuff. I was like, oh damn, yeah, that's creepy as hell. But then. It's just almost like, and then boom, and then she kills these people, and then boom, she's back, and she shoots her own lover, and I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. She puts the cloak on her, and then she shoots her. Yeah. And she and kills then the her. Cloak, yeah, because then the cloak, like, consumes her. Yeah. What? I don't know. Yeah, that one's, I, I don't know. I, okay, I mean, what's, what's the next one? All right, the next one is the siphon. This is the one where the dude, he, like, uh, Oh, so he like a secret to... agent? Yeah, because he's spying on these people. They take to uh, they're gonna sell them some property. Yeah, this one, in my opinion, is kind of bad. <laughs> this one, I think, is bad solely for the fact that it needed more room to breathe. It it did because like the first two thirds of it are just like setting up this dude, and then like the weird spooky shit happens, and it's just over. Exactly. Yeah, like the last freaking third, or even the last quarter of it is where the paranormal stuff comes in, and it's over like as soon as that stuff hits. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't really build. No, because okay, so he he takes this group of people, and he is supposed to be like checking out all these people for the company he's working for. Uh, they don't know that. They think he's like part of the real estate deal. So. They're showing them all this like real estate out in the country that they might buy as like commercial real estate. But two of these people that are in this group are actually like paranormal 
entities. Like they're like weird. Well, they, they stumble across them, right? Like he's showing his people around. And one of his people he's showing around is like a professor of the occult or some shit. And they're talking about that shit in a cafe. And somebody overhears them and he's like, oh, I'm actually one of your correspondents that you've talked to for years. Right? Kinda. There, it, that does happen. But the two people that are actually the beings are with him from the beginning. Okay, I thought there was the other people. Fuck. Yeah, no, I, that's, I did the same thing the first time I listened to it. But the second time around... Uh, I I caught on. They are with them from the beginning, and by beings I mean like they start infecting like everybody's mind. This human, uh, so they start seeing like scary shit, and they like have panic attacks. Um, and then towards the end, we find out like the one dude just starts like having a spasm and starts bleeding in the car, and the uh, the siphon quote unquote starts literally just like mm -hmm. i picture him he's got like his arm around his wife which she's also some sort of being and he's just like making like a slurping sound out the side of his mouth and like the blood is just trailing from the one dude into his mouth while he's doing that but like so they're vampires essentially that's what i think they are but they claim that they're from like time and space past like like they're like aliens basically is what i got and they were drawn to this place because it's a place of power right yeah they were drawn to the uh they wanted to go on that trip because uh i think that those places they were visiting um or where they were staying while they were visiting them yeah was like a place of power i don't remember what like what ends up they like have a party right and they do what they, what happens they like everybody starts to hallucinate and then I don't remember there's like some more that happens. And then we cut to like the main character and he's like explaining what happened to like an agent. Yeah, because he's that's right, because he survives the whole thing. He's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one who survived the whole event. And he is. He's explaining it to some other like government man. And the government guy is just like, ah, oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll take care of it. We deal with this all the time. And the main character is like he knows that this guy is just he thinks he's full of shit like on the stuff he's saying mm -hmm. so I, and that's, that's and, kind of all i remember about the end but he like knows he's gonna die right yeah yeah I he can't... knows they'll come for him yeah yeah and that's really all i remember about this one too um so the next one is called the jaws of saturn um it's weird. The names to me mean nothing. I know. <laughs> I know they even state them at the beginning of the chapters, but that's just like, oh, okay. This is the one you were talking about, where the okay. uh, the okay. magician is trying to. Uh, oh, the guy's that's right. <laughs> the guy's girlfriend. She's going to therapy to quit smoking. No that's hypnosis. This one. Oh yeah, sorry, hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah, so, and like this pisses the boyfriend off, and he like they're at the broadsword also. That's kind of important, I guess. Yes, right? that. Yep, yep. So he like like bothers this guy, and he like goes and knocks on his door, and the guy's like, "Never talk to me again." And then I don't really remember what happens after that. So, yeah, he goes. Basically, this guy's girlfriend is going to the hypnosis thing, and he 
gets like super jealous because he's like, nah, he's probably like hypnotizing you and then he's probably touching you. It's basically what he comes to the conclusion of for some reason. So he thinks he's going to go rough this dude up and he's like, he shows up at this guy's place and he's like, you know, you're not going to mess with my girlfriend ever again, right? And he clocks this dude in the head with something and he realizes he's like, this guy didn't move. He didn't even flinch when I hit him. And I actually like this part because then the magician guy <laughs> grabs him by the throat and picks him up. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, I was willing to, he's like, I'm not doing anything wrong with your girlfriend. He's like, but now you pissed me off. And now if you ever show up again, I will kill you. And he, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, like the way parts of this one are told, I was like, oh, damn, this magician guy is serious. Yeah. Well, we come to find out that this magician guy, quote unquote, the hypnotist, is actually like some sort of demonic entity. And he like feeds on a lot of this stuff because then he starts visiting the main character like in his dreams. Right. So like the main character will have a dream about him and it'll freak him out. And then he'll run into that guy later and he's like, do you remember what I told you last night? Like mm-hmm. in his dream, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's creepy!" <laughs> like, <laughs> and doesn't doesn't he force him to watch what he does when he hypnotizes his girlfriend? Yeah, which I Wait. cannot remember right now for the life of me. He okay, I think doesn't he like hypnotize her and then like he talks to her a little bit and then he's like, "Look out this window," but like the window is like a it's like a portal to somewhere else. Yeah, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. He shows him that, like, he shows him, like, some weird shit, basically. That's what, like, the paranormal stuff is in this one. Right. And I don't remember what happens after that. I don't remember what ends up happening to the main character. I don't remember how it ends, actually, to be honest. He probably dies. (laughs) Most likely. All right, so moving on. Um, The next one's called Vestitation. And if this is the one, I swear to God. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one that's all like first person. Like, I remember one time when I was six, I realized I was the only human on the planet. Oh, yeah. This one's terrible. This one is garbage. I. It made no sense. No, dude. I fucking hated this. I don't know what he was doing or what he was smoking or drinking when he wrote this. I. This doesn't make any sense at all. Can, can I try and explain it a little? Please do. So, yeah, this is all first person, and we're seeing, like, this being who can travel through time and has always existed, but he's, like, talking about, like, specific points that he exists in. Yeah. And it's, it's, but, he, but he can, like, jump from person to person. He's like but, God, basically, is what I understand it as. But there's, there's beings over him, right? Because he, like, has overseers, I thought. You might be right. Because he does say he's the only human on the planet at the time. Right. Yeah, because he, he's, like, always existed. And he, like, they basically go through time. And then, they like, they have this horrible war with these fungus beings that he accidentally caused somehow. And he's, like, trying to save humanity, but he can't. And it's so – it's really weird. Super weird. Super hard to follow. Almost like, impossible. Yeah. I, I did not like this one at all. Yeah, this I one mean, was really weird. Yeah. 
and maybe yeah. this is him trying to like give us a like a like like what the monsters are thinking in these books maybe that could be that's the only thing i can think of that could be but either way let's move on from that one i don't have oh, yeah. anything to say about that one because i did good. not like it at all i'm good so this next one is called uh the men from porlock which i actually do like the story this is about the lumberjacks that are supposed to be oh uh, yeah and they like meet I, the weirdos yeah, I actually did like this one quite a bit. Me too. Uh, I liked the the big strong guy. <laughs> yeah. So and, this is basically <clears throat> this one's about a group of lumberjacks, and they uh, they're basically supposed to go out, and they're supposed to there's gonna be like a reporter or a something coming to their uh, camp, and so they're supposed to go out and like kill some deer to bring back to camp to eat, like basically have a feast when this reporter shows up, and. Uh, they end up stumbling across like a civilization of people mm-hmm. that they think shouldn't be there at all. And some really weird shit happens. Like they, they see like a tree with like a hinge door on it and they open it up and they see some like writhing, like tentacle stuff inside before they close it. Um, the, uh, and the people that they run into they're like super weird. Like, first of all, it's all women and children at first because and the are one all the, all the women are pregnant, right? Yeah, every single one they see is pregnant. Yeah, and that's when they uh, the um, the when the men show back up. That's right. They're like our our husbands will return soon from whatever, and they <laughs> when the husbands show back up, these guys are like because they they took the one. The one guy first, right? He disappeared while they were hunting. Is it one guy or two guys? I, I think, think it's both. Ma, Ma, and one other guy. Yeah, because they find Ma in the one house because he's like gutted. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so jacked up because he's like sitting Indian style, but his guts are like laid open and his yeah. his intestines are strung up to the ceiling and then around to like a winch that they're like winching his intestines out of him slowly and he's still alive because he like looks at him and basically like nods like what's up guys mm-hmm. and he just sits there because that's right because when they see ma that one gal stabs him stabs mm-hmm. the one guy in the back and he freaking knocks the shit out of her so then they're like we got to get out of here these people are insane and then the men show back up and they they proceed to whip all these dudes asses mm-hmm. like it's freaking great because there's only like five lumberjacks and there's like a whole horde of these other men, but these they're lumberjacks. These are some serious dudes. They're yeah. just like killing these guys with their axes. They're throwing their hatchets and sticking mm-hmm. them in dudes. It's pretty cool. It's freaking badass. But by the end, only one of them is left alive and he gets taken to like the, uh, like their main overlord guy. And their overlord guy, which is not, this is where it ties in to be like uh, sort of like a uh, cosmic horror type thing. Because the guy is like, I'm going to let you survive, but I'm going to make you live among our people. And he's like, you're going to make me live in that village with those people? And he's like, no, 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 no. Those are our slaves. I'm going to make you live like us in the darkness. Yeah, in the dark. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, so creepy. No, there's two of them alive at the end, right? Because the one guy's like, fuck that, just kill me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, because he says, uh, he's like, and if you refuse, then I'll go after your family. And the one guy's like, whatever, go after my family. I'll yeah. kill myself right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Which I think he does, right? He does because kill himself, yeah. We only end up with one guy, and he cuts down. He like he ends up having a family, but the guy lets him. The cosmic guy had let him go, and he's like, "Just don't forget something about your firstborn." So he ends up like it. It does like a little bit of a jump cut. That's like a little bit later, and he's at his house, and this one tree has grown up in his backyard, and he's like, "I gotta." cut this thing down and he's it's been a long time but he finally cuts it down but inside the center of this thing it's just like blackness mm-hmm. with writhing like eel tentacle things inside this tree and then it's over yeah, but that one's pretty good i that actually i think is my favorite it, it would go the men from porlock and then blackwood's baby and yeah blackwood, i think blackwood's baby is my fave yeah uh so there's one more it's called more dark Oh, this I hated one, this one. Yeah, this one fucking no, sucks, dude. No writer other than Stephen King should write about what it's like to be a writer. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. Stephen King has that market cornered. Sorry, guys. Uh, well, yeah, because this one, this so this is where the title of the book comes from. Because a writer in this story wrote the book, The Beautiful Thing That Awaits Us All. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit meta for me uh it also has a lot to do with like this writer uh he's so like mysterious like he doesn't talk but he shows oh up yeah the weird thing. puppet thing he's got the puppet yeah dude i i didn't like this at all i didn't understand it either yeah because like he they all go to this convention to meet this guy because they're all horror writers and they want to be better writers so they want to talk to this guy who writes the best horror there's ever been but and he never he like he like never shows up at anything. No. Like nobody even knows what he looks like, right? It, yeah. And so but he shows up on stage but he's like cloaked, right? But he has like a puppet. Yep. And he's like talking through the puppet. He says yep. a bunch of weird shit. And then Super what do they weird shit. What do they chant? Uh Oh shit, I cannot remember. It's something uh, yeah, I can't remember what it is, but like the but puppet, he, but they say it like forty times. More than that, the puppet is just like he gets like everybody to chant it. Yeah, and then I don't. The only that. thing I like about this story is how much friggin' whiskey they drink. Oh, a lot. <laughs> That's like my favorite part of this story. Yeah, this this one's really weird because then it talks about like this other writer who was jealous of this girl, so he like followed her and ends up killing her. Yeah, I. Plus that one girl like ends up freaking messing with like the main character and like he he gets rescued by like some other guy and he's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to mess with her because and then he says something like she's part of the whatever, like whatever's evil in this story. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember a lot about this one. I just remember like him talking about being a writer and stuff. It just was like, oh, shut up. <sighs> yeah again like i said my favorite part about this story is how much whiskey they drink so that is a fair assessment um and that's it that's the end of the beautiful thing that awaits us all which basically comes down to its death is what i get <laughs> is that yeah 
That's what I get from it. The beautiful or is thing. It taxes. Uh, both. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> the only two guarantees in life, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I felt like this one left me wanting a lot more than Occultation did, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like like uh, I said, I feel like this is the B roll and Occultation is the A roll. Yeah, I would say definitely if anybody wants to like listen to Laird Baron or like a good set of like horror stories. Uh, he has a lot to offer. Don't don't let me take that away from him. He has a lot of books, like even on Audible that you can listen to, and a lot of them are anthologies. So tons of stories. But I would say so far, Occultation. I liked Occultation a lot. So I would. I feel like I would have liked this a lot more if we didn't come to it like immediately. Sure, and that could be. Yeah, should have saved this one for like Halloween or something. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, well. <laughs> But we didn't because we don't do any planning around here. Nope. So. <laughs> Just flying by the seat of our pants, people. Speaking of no planning, what are we doing next time? Oh, let's see. The next. You better book, remember, I'm going to shoot you. The next book that we're going to be doing is going to be Spellbound. Hell yes. So we're hoping that in March, March might be our bit of uh sequels month we think so a lot of the stuff where we listened to the first book and we told you guys like hey there's three books in this series or there's four books in this series well in march we're going to try to listen to a lot of sequels so yeah so we have um spellbound lined up and then we have what's it called skybreaker skybreaker which is the follow-up to uh airborne yes which we both never listened to before either right maybe yeah, you have actually I don't know. no i haven't Old i just statement. I just bought it the other day. So. <laughs> I, that's, what I, that's what I kind of figured, but it wasn't. Yeah. Sure. So that'll be a first for both of us. So that'd be cool. Yeah, um, and stay tuned for more anime squires as well. Yeah. that uh, Another one of those should be coming out soon. Uh, like I said, I know I, I tried to say we're going to do it once a week, but I am falling behind already. It's so. okay. <laughs> but we'll keep, we'll definitely keep doing those. So stick around for that. If you guys like that. Uh, speaking of which, if you like that, if you don't like that, let us know, please. KOTPL.pod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys on our anime series, on any of the books that we do, any books you would like to see us do. We would, would love to hear it. Yeah. So, uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Best thing anybody can do for us right now, uh, all we're asking is, you know, reviews and whatever on whatever platform you're listening that's the best thing you could do for us right now i mean unless you wanted to give us an exorbitant amount of money i wouldn't say no also true i wouldn't say no either yeah, <laughs> that but, would be rude yeah that'd be just rude yeah <laughs> you know look at a gift horse in the mouth <laughs> so but yeah and uh with that hope to catch everyone in the next one